the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to connect to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio Show, where we dive into God's Word and Kingdom topics. Best things we do is give to the needy around us. We are giving to people who are needing groceries and gas to get to work. And as a partner, a percentage of that is going towards people who need it right around us. Thanks for your partnership. Stay tuned for today's Kingdom Topic. Here's Olivia with today's message. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom. My name is Olivia Barrett, and I am your host, the host for this show, where we get a chance to talk about kingdom topics and things that relate to us right out of Scripture. They are before and after these big events of the Bible, and I love talking about these things, figuring out how they connect to our everyday. So welcome. So glad you're here. And it's actually exciting, you know, to be thinking about what uh, Let's Talk Kingdom could be looking like for this next year. And so I know I've mentioned this before, but if you are someone who loves to pray, I want you to consider praying for the show because I think what God wants to do through Kingdom Topics uh, is pretty revolutionary. Like, I think that it's so simple sometimes that we just either don't think it means what we think it means or we think it's just too simple so we don't apply it. And um, I think this has real potential. And I would love to invite you to pray for the show because I think it's going to be growing um, quite a bit into the new year. Okay, so so there we are. And I'm glad you're here. Okay, so something I want to <laughs> talk about today is, uh, you know, I'm a little blown away by a simple verse, something that I know means a lot to me. I mean, I've actually received it in time of desperation, you know, time of despair, where I'm looking and going, nothing in my life is saying that good things are going to happen, you know, that, that God is going to take care of me, that he's got a plan. I mean, if you were to look at my life or you were to look at the circumstances of my life or you were to look at maybe what other people thought of me during that season, you would say, huh, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what, what encouragement she needs to have. And, you know, I've received this verse. I bet you have too, but... I'm going to talk to you about something that I think is pretty mind-blowing. Like the way that God went about this to deliver such authority and power on a verse. Uh, but I really think I want to pray for you and pray for me in this. So, God, thank you for bringing us scripture in a way that has been anointed from you know, hundreds and thousands of years. I mean, it's been so long ago. Um, what it would mean that we would follow how you are creating um, our connection to you, like to, to stay connected to your character and your desire and your goodness, like your goodness just flows through this book um, in such beautiful ways that we would connect to your goodness and your wonder and Every single thing we do, especially here on this show. And so, 
in this verse today and what we're going to discover about what created this verse and why it's here. Um, would you bless us today? Would we recognize your voice and your intention in this? Um, you know, and bless bless our mouthpiece today. Like the fact that we're hearing it through Jeremiah. I mean, it's just amazing what you've done through um, these prophets. But we're just really excited to be here. So just get us ready. Would we hear what it is you have to say? In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I want to bring to you, I mean, amazing verse. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. I mean, we don't need to, you know, dance around which one it is. Um, it's actually 11 and 13. It's, wow. I mean, these verses, let me read them to you. So, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. This is the King James Version. I'm really loving this version right now. Uh, Saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And wow, is that powerful uh, because of what I'm going to tell you uh, led up to the, that verse. But here's 13. And you know this verse too. It's so good. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I know you've heard that actually in the New Testament where, um, you know, you will seek and find me <laughs> if you seek, you know, with all your heart. I mean, it's, it's almost the same thing. Okay. So why are these verses so important to us? I mean, as Christian people, like, why do I need Jeremiah 29, 11 sometimes? Like, why do I need to be reminded? You know, in this, it talks about that God, basically has thoughts of peace for me, not of evil. Um, and in this one, it says, you know, give you an expected end. I mean, you know, if you've read this in other versions, you know that he talks about a plan to prosper you and to give you hope. And wow, I really want to say to us, you know, as kingdom people, you know, you can receive this verse, especially when it comes at a time where you're going, I don't feel like there's a plan. <laughs> I don't feel like there's much happening that's going in the right direction. And you can hear people, you know, either caring for you or maybe it's the Holy Spirit bringing the scripture to mind, you know, but how often do we actually understand what God is saying here? You know, you can receive it for the moment because I know that's what this is for. It's like, you know, there's layers to this, you know, so, so receive it for the blessing that it is. But, you know, when you're thinking about what happened here, I want to... <laughs> I want to go back over some of this story, because if you are familiar at all with Jeremiah, Jeremiah actually um, carried such a um, compassion. I mean, you could say, you know, like when you see people move to compassion, you know, they're either moved to action, like to help somebody or they're moved to tears, you know, and you've seen this in people, you know, on movies or, you know, even in situations where uh, people have had to give or they want to give because they have been in such harsh circumstances or they've seen somebody else go through something incredibly harsh and they're moved to compassion. Well, Jeremiah was one of these prophets. He was moved to a place of tears quite often because he loved um, Jerusalem so much and he was seeing it, you know, overtaken and destroyed and not cared for. And basically what he kept getting from God was that if, if things don't change, 
this whole thing is going away. And, you know, for somebody who loved a place so much and knowing that the system that God's put in place with people, you know, people are the ones who are in charge of that area, that, that place, that land, you know, that destiny, the, the things that are meant to come from there. You know, I mean, God was using um, just the system he's put in place so that when people, you know, own a land and they say that it's theirs, well, how those people treat that land and treat those people and, and take care of it is actually going to determine where it's going from there. You know, is it going to be a prosperous, a prosperous land? Is it going to be something that, you know, changes people's lives for the better, right? So he was embracing this and he knew this. And let me see if I can get through this. <laughs> Um, as quick as I can, because it's pretty, it's pretty amazing here what God is wanting to do. But here we are, and here's Jeremiah, and he is delivering a message. Now, the message that we remember the most is this one, the one that he is saying from God to the people. You know, listen, I know there's some things that are really hard right now, but God says that he is not against you. He is not thinking crazy thoughts against you. I even think there's a version that says ill thoughts. He's not thinking opposite thoughts against you. He is not, um, you know, doing things to hurt you or manipulate you. He is actually in love with you and he is needing something to happen. But while it's happening in the meantime, he is promising you that he's got a plan. <laughs> like he's promising you that what is happening here is not what it looks like. And it's like, hang on, I've got a plan for you. It is to prosper you. It is not to hurt you. It is not to harm you. There is something bigger happening here. Now, I know that I have needed that, like to be reminded that God is doing something bigger than what I'm experiencing, you know, whether it's, you know, my own emotions or my own mistakes, or if it's things that have, you know, come against me, you know. Whether that's in relationships or circumstances or or however it's going down, you know, you're feeling that pressure coming against you. Well, let's look real quick. Jeremiah had good reason <laughs> to say these things. But let me tell you that he was actually being a messenger of God. He was chosen by God. And if you're familiar with like how we talked about Moses before, you know, God in the Old Testament, it, the, the Holy Spirit wasn't on the earth, right? This was God and God chose certain people to communicate with. And those communicators would then be the mouthpiece to everyone else who were not able to hear God. They were not able to experience what um, these prophets were. And so he's using Jeremiah here. And I know that he's moved so deeply in Jeremiah, like in his core, you know, about Jerusalem. But what he was wanting to do was to still speak to his people about what was happening and what was the plan and that they were not forgotten in the middle of this. Okay. But I want to give you some of this backstory. Okay. Now I know that this is going to um, come right off my notes. And so I hope you can follow along because it's so interesting. So that's Jeremiah 29. Well, if you go back um, a little bit further, I mean, let's go back a lot further. <laughs> let's go back all the way to where Moses was on the mountain receiving the Ten Commandments. Well, 
what was going on there with God and with people was he was creating a treaty. Now, I love this picture because we talk about covenant a lot. But if you don't understand covenant, like, you know, if you're not in a marriage relationship and you don't understand covenant, or maybe you're in a marriage relationship and you're just in action, you're just being married, but you're not sitting around thinking about what covenant means, right? So all these things could be going on in our lives and we're not sitting here thinking about covenant. But if you want to think about something that actually makes sense, maybe in history books, um, you could understand the word treaty. And the treaty is an agreement, um, usually between two kingdoms or a larger kingdom and a smaller kingdom where you are creating something equal or you're creating a trade in something, right? So I think this is pretty cool. And I want to take us here because I think you're going to love where this goes. But this is where Moses is receiving information from God and God is saying to him, I'm actually now creating a treaty with Moses. But Moses was representing the Israelites at the time, right? So God was creating a treaty between him and these people, the people that he had chosen. Okay. Now, if you want to go into what this is, um, this is actually um, the treaty was representing what a king would do to promise to protect a small nation within a larger kingdom. OK, so <laughs> this is what was happening kind of in the history of it all. Like if you're looking at more of the the legal side of things like this is what God was doing. And he was saying in exchange for the promise of protecting you, I want your loyalty and your tribute. So what God was saying in translation was he was going to say, I'm going to protect you to the Israelites and I'm going to dwell with you personally. Whoa. So what God was saying to the people was, listen, we have created a covenant here. You know, I've given the Ten Commandments to Moses. I want you to follow through on what these commandments say. And I will, in exchange, will protect you. But I'm going to dwell with you. I mean, talk about a huge promise. I mean, it's God of the universe dwelling with humans. Okay, so it's an interesting mix. But what he's saying, though, in, in the land of like what it would be to create a treaty, when you create a treaty, you're actually agreeing on loyalty. You're agreeing that I'm the smaller nation and you are in charge of the larger kingdom. And so I am going to be loyal to the king because the king is in charge of the larger nation or the larger kingdom. And I'm part of a small nation and I need his protection. So you agree to this and you say, we will be loyal to you. We will give you tribune. And to God, what this meant was in sacrifices of worship. We will worship God only. Okay, isn't that cool? Because that totally connects to the Ten Commandments and God's um, want there to be the only one that people worship. All right. Well, here's the thing, though. You know, if you've ever looked at the fine print of any contract that you sign, 
there are, you know, consequences if this contract is breached or if, if, if you change something in the contract um, in, without notice or if you do something against this, uh, this is what's going to happen to you. And so in this treaty, it's like the picture of what was going on in the fine print is that there were consequences and God following through, you know, it's like, man, God is pretty amazing in that he would set up a system and then not go against the system he set up. I mean, it's like, wow. So he was going along with a treaty that he had created um, with his people um, in the in that covenant, in that relationship where he was saying, I'm going to protect you and dwell among you, but I need you to follow the commitment that you've made to me so that we can actually do this together. But the Israelites, if you can remember, <laughs> were not raised by God. I mean, there was not a God worldview anywhere. They were the first ones to create this. So they had come from nations and and people groups that you know, they worshiped other gods, they worshiped idols. And so here are the Israelites and they are consistently in that internal battle where they are. Do we worship the one and only God or do we go back and do the things that we, you know, learned growing up? And is this constant battle inside of them? Well, if you go through all these different <laughs> chapters and, and verses of the Old Testament, you find that the Israelites gave in quite often to the temptation to just do it the old way, not do it the way that God is asking. And so there were, there were consequences. There were legal consequences in them breaching this treaty that they had created, um, that God had created with them and they had agreed with. Okay. So, whoa, is this coming into like picture for you? So they did this over and over, and it, and it came to a time where God said, you have broken the treaty. You've broken the agreement that we have because you keep doing things the old way. You're still including idols from, you know, other gods. You are still going against me. You're not doing what I've asked. And so God needed to implement the consequences, okay? So, uh, and I mean, I'm telling you, these were horrible. The, it was just curses. Um, you know, that they were going to experience. And so, you know, there's a big list of those in Deuteronomy if you ever want to go read them. But um, here's what's nuts. And this is the goodness of God. And this is where I want us to see, like, yes, this is exactly why we would want to receive Jeremiah 29, 11, and even 13 in the middle of our hardship. But God said, I know that I have to follow through on what you all have not agreed with you know, the consequences that are here, but, and like the big, God has another plan. He needs a remnant from Israel to always be alive so that the line of Israel continues because of the covenant or the treaty that he created with Abraham and David. The fact that both of them were people that needed to continue the line of the family of God, God had to always preserve a remnant. Oh my goodness. So what he was doing here at, in Jeremiah 29 is he is speaking to the remnant. Now, um, earlier in Jeremiah 29, when I was reading through that, it, you know, if you end up reading um, that chapter, well, here, let me see if I can find it real quick. 
it's basically where this is Jeremiah speaking to the exiles. So they've already started some of the consequences. They've lost their land. Okay. Um, it was actually taken over by the Babylonians. And then from there, they actually had to move out of their land. They no longer had the privileges of being there. They had to live somewhere else. So God ends up speaking to them through Jeremiah. And he says, I want you to go into this land, the land that is not yours, that is foreign, and you are going to be in exile there, but I want you to go ahead and and build houses. I want you to create families. You're going to be there for 70 years. Okay, I mean, oh my goodness, like, it, you know, to hear that, wow, this is kind of the consequence. Like, we have to go through this for generations. You know, you're going to be experiencing the consequences of this for generations. But here's what God says, literally right behind telling them, this is what the consequences are going to look like. That's when he puts in Jeremiah 29, 11, where he's like, I've got a plan for you. You cannot lose hope. Like, I know that this is going to be hard of what you're going through, but I promise you there is a bigger plan here. So let me read to you the bigger plan because this is where it, it's just so mind blowing how all of this connects. Okay. So in Ezekiel, this is where the Ezekiel was actually explaining that um, this is to the exiles. I mean, this is literally to the point where the people were experiencing the conflict. And this is Ezekiel. It's a whole different book, right? But he was explaining to the exiles that God had a plan. That through their captivity, the Lord had actually preserved a remnant that would return to the land and be blessed. And they would experience the future and the final son of David who would restore Israel and Judah. All right. Now, let me say this to you because, you know, God is, is working through every system he's put in place here. He's working through all the royalty and the lines and the generations of people that had to come and go in order for certain people to become king, which meant, you know, they were in the land, they were owning the land, they were in charge of how the land was going to look and how it was going to go. It's pretty amazing to then say, you know, listen, I know what you're going to be going through because you rejected a covenant that we had created. And so there's consequences to that. I can't just excuse that. So I need you to go through these consequences. But guess what? In the middle of your consequence, in the middle of your hardship, I have a plan. I'm actually not going to destroy you because in his head, he's already aware there's going to be a remnant. Okay, so he's already like sure on his word. I'm saying to you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to harm you. I know this is really hard that you're going through, but there is a plan. And here's the thing, like you're going, wow, like in scripture, how you could follow this through and see that it was absolutely God's faithfulness the whole time. He was actually saying, Hey, listen, I know that you are going to experience hardship because of something that you all could not commit to through a nation. Like, as a nation, you just could not commit to this. But it's not where you're going to stop. You have to keep going. I need this promise to keep going. All right. So um, here, let me read this part. So this is where he is saying, I, I believe that you are going to be prosperous again because that's what their land was. The promised land is actually, if I can connect this for you, the promised land is what was captured. 
So they had to move out of that land that they had been given, you know, after the wilderness, <laughs> after all they'd gone through there and they had landed in this promised land that they finally got to. Well, when they broke these covenants with God that they had set up through Moses, they had to face those consequences. That's where they were coming out of. So they had left prosperity. They had left abundance. They had left, you know, what felt common and what God had put in place there that was actually working. So when they went into this other place, they had to be there for 70 years. Do you know that after 70 years, and there were a few kings that had, you know, changed rule in that time, um, there was finally an edict that allowed Judah and any other captives to return to the homeland that originally had been captured. So not only had God said to them, I have a plan. I'm going to take care of you. He also said, seek me. And as you seek me, you will find me. You know, Search for me with your whole heart, right? And that is what he asked them to do. So here's the beautiful thing. And this is where I want to end this today. But as he was literally on his word and these things were happening and they were getting the land back, they were going now in repentance. They were saying, Wow, and I'm actually taking you a little further past Jeremiah 29, but they were experiencing repentance. But do you know that it was chapter 13 saying, I need you to seek me now, that was going to keep them in their land? Isn't that gorgeous? So God was giving them the roadmap the whole time while they were in exile, while they had just started and how they could be living out those 70 years so that he could bless them when it was over. So it's amazing. I hope that you were able to to track that and experience that with me and, and be in those amazing places of these verses. And would this bless you? Like, would you see God's faithfulness in the middle of the hardship there for them when he was taking them, um, you know, into his promises? At Let's Talk Kingdom, we have financial partners, but we also have prayer partners. And I want to give you a few prayers that have been prayed over this show would it bless you as she releases the sound of heaven through her voice through these airwaves into people's homes into people's hearts into people's cars i release this blessing over let's talk kingdom and i say yes lord if you would like to become a prayer partner of Let's Talk Kingdom, please go to ltkradio.com and contact us and we will connect you to the right group of people. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom. What a joy to talk about risking on God's voice and the power that you have inside. You are welcome to come and visit us on our website at ltkradio.com. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We will see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.